The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. We're talking Christian McCaffrey Fantasy Football 2020 on the Fantasy Football Almanac Show. That's right. This is the first full episode of the Fantasy Football Almanac Show. You're listening to Sean and David G. But before we get moving here, I just want to let everybody know uh, the Fantasy Football Almanac and Draft Guide, an annual bestseller on Amazon. You can see uh, the reviews. You can see the book in the show notes below. Uh, Just go ahead and click on that link. But David from Guru Fantasy World. David, man, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm I'm excited to get our first uh, co-podcast yeah. getting going. Yeah, yeah, co-podcast, co-video, all that stuff. And um, you know what we're going to be doing in these uh, series, these kind of these micro podcasts. Yeah, of course we're going to be still doing the uh, the stuff with me and Brad. But you know, throughout the week, I'm trying to release one or two of these in, in a given week. And the idea is to dive into a player. And you know, I say Christian McCaffrey. And let me throw this back to you, David. So I say Christian McCaffrey, and when I started writing the book, writing the Almanac, um, you know, going through, uh, you know, the rankings and everything, you know, basically what's out there, what's the consensus, he was far and away the number one player. And I'm going to paint a picture for you. So I do my my own analytics, my projections that are based on individual player matchup and their NFL schedule. When the numbers came back, Christian McCaffrey, for me, was the number fourth projected player um, in terms of points scored which I thought was interesting. Then I look back right before I published, and Saquon Barkley had actually jumped him in the consensus. But what are your thoughts today? Who's your number one running back today? Is it Christian McCaffrey, or is it someone else? I think it's pretty hard to make it anyone but Christian McCaffrey. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're talking about last year he scored, what, 470 fantasy points? (laughs) Yes. Second place was Aaron Jones, who had 314 fantasy points. And Aaron Jones Um, had, what, 19 touchdowns or something, fueling those, you know, whatever touchdowns? It was was 15-plus, I'm pretty sure of that. Yeah. But either way. Yeah, either way. And so I agree with you. So I mentioned, right, and this is kind of what my almanac does. Uh, You know, it, it, it takes the projections, but it also normalizes them over you know, basically draft strength. So we look at draft tiers, we do the mock drafts. We're not really heavy into mock draft season yet. David, I know you're a monster with mock drafts, so I can't wait. One of the things I want to do with you is bring you on and uh, do some, do like some real live, uh, we'll get in the same like draft room in ESPN and start doing those things. I think that'll be fun. But um, yeah, Christian McCaffrey, I agree. And he ended up being the number one player on my board simply because, you know, who do you rank ahead of him? And Saquon Barkley, which we'll cover on another episode, has his questions, and Christian McCaffrey has his. So I'm going to hit you with this, all right? Um, This is the angle of the book, and I haven't sent it to you yet. Shame on me. But I'll send it to you, and you can kind of read through my write-ups of these players as as we prepare for these things. But here's the thing. Okay, so Matt Rule comes into Carolina. And here's here's my whole theory on Christian McCaffrey. We all know he's a monster. Uh, We all know if he continues on this path, he is, you know— a surefire Hall of Famer if he can, can can stay healthy and keep doing this volume. I mean, he's he's a monster, right? We haven't seen this since maybe Marshall Falk, uh, you know, this two-way threat that can get you a 1,000 yards in both areas. But um, Matt Rule comes in. Uh, his time in Baylor, Baylor uh, he's kind of a pass-first guy, almost like a Cliff Kingsbury in Arizona. Um, not to say he doesn't utilize the run game, but what he does is he uses a lot of players and a lot of committee. So my thought is, as I'm analyzing this offense, I mean, every, every piece of data is saying Matt Rule is not going to use Christian McCaffrey as much as Ron Revere and the old coaching staff did. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, 
I have this, I had this thought that over the last two years with Ron Rivera, he's basically been fighting for his job for two years, right? And you got, uh, was it Scott Turner? Um, North Turner's son, I think it's Scott Turner. Um, you know, running the offense, and the Turners always use the bell cow running back approach. Let's run, let's run our running backs to death, which is great. So you have those things going on. And Rivera, I'm thinking, is like, I need to win at all costs to keep my job. I'm going to run Christian McCaffrey to the ground. Well, now Matt Rule comes in. He's like, well, look, we're rebuilding here. I want to compete in two or three years. I want to keep Christian McCaffrey's legs fresh. So what do you think about that angle, David? Um, I definitely agree with you mm-hmm. to start. But when we look at it, he's going he's gonna to regress, almost 100% fact. There's been, since 2012, five guys who have scored 400 fantasy points. Peyton Manning in 2013 scored 442. Mm-hmm. Next year, 312. Mm-hmm. We had Dave, David Johnson in 2016, scored 407 fantasy points. Next year, he played one game. <laughs> um, that, then we had Mahomes, 2018, of course, last yeah, right. year, had the injuries. Um, he only scored 292 fantasy points. Right. So McCaffrey's almost a thousand percent gonna regress, but I really have a hard time entertaining any non-injury-related debate about him being number one. Because, like I said, we look at second place, 314 fantasy points. I'm I'm no mathematician, but yeah. that tells me McCaffrey could have scored 150 less fantasy points last year and still been our <laughs> RB one. I mean, right. you could have shaved 50 receptions, 500 yards, and what, five touchdowns off his total? Yeah. He still would, still would have been RB1. Um, so I do see that side of the coin where, you're right, Matt Rule's probably going to spread it around. There are plenty of playmakers in that offense. DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, they just added Robbie Anderson. Mm. Um, so we're, we're going to see him regress a little bit, but it's hard for me to really see a non-injury situation unless like the guy you mentioned before Saquon Barkley mm-hmm. really he, he's the only one I can really entertain to be putting ahead of McCaffrey right and so and, and again we'll, we'll do Saquon but speaking about him quickly I guess it's to tease our next little uh, episode that we do um, you know Saquon has his own questions Jason Garrett's taken over the offensive coordinator role they have Judge coming in there as the head coach installing the new thing they get Dion uh, Lewis um, in free agency not that I think Dion Lewis is a real threat to Saquon's touches or anything but really I mean the New England Patriot way where uh, where Judge came from right is is running back by committee of course Jason Garrett hasn't really run a committee and I do think that Garrett is going to have total control over kind of offensive personnel use but remember Garrett is more he likes power running backs that's kind of his background like even in his playing days with Emmett Smith you look at, uh, you know, DeMarco Murray back in the day for Dallas, and then, of course, Ezekiel Elliott. And what I noticed with Dallas, I, I'm, I'm giving too much away for the next episode. What I noticed with Dallas in the last few years, though, is they didn't use um, Ezekiel Elliott in the passing game as much as I would have. And that's kind of Saquon's bread and butter. But I'm going to put a pin in, in Saquon because I want another episode. I don't want to, I don't want to blow it all now. Christian McCaffrey, I agree, man. And one of the things that, that the book does, and by the way, there's a link below. Um, that you can click on if you're interested. Just click on the link and look at it. It's on Amazon. You can read more about what the book's about. But one of the things we do is um, it's new this year. It's called Points of Above Replacement, Trademark Pending. I'm not going to let anybody else steal it like they stole my opportunity rankings. Trademark Pending. It's uh, But no, seriously, Fantasy Points Above Replacement. So you mentioned like uh, he's 150 points higher than the next guy. Where you're looking at 
um, 15 fantasy weeks. Um, against the next guy, he's 10 points more valuable. And that's against the second place. So our points above replacement doesn't work quite like that. It, 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 it's like the fantasy, I'm sorry, it's like Major League Baseball's war. It's about wins over replacement, fantasy points over replacement. And basically what you're saying is his, his points above replacement, somebody you could acquire, pick up, and stream, is astronomical, right? Another guy that we could look at is Patrick Mahomes a couple years ago or Lamar Jackson um, in 2019 where you know his points at quarterback above replacement was insane, right? And so that's kind of what we look at. But to your point, I come away with two. I think we agree here, David. I come away with two things here, though. Who do you rank ahead of him? Saquon, is he in there? I'm going to throw another name out there, Dalvin Cook. Um, injuries concern me, but Gary Kubiak taking over the offense. Stefanski's gone. The offense is going to be the same, but a little bit different. I think Dalvin Cook could have a career year. Stefanski going over. I know everybody's talking Kareem Hunt. Stefanski going over to Cleveland. Um, I think Nick Chubb could have a career year, and he had a baller year last year. Um, so there are different guys that I think are going to have value. What I think we've seen, though, is a close of the gap because of some of this stuff. I still... If I had the number one pick, as I say it today, and I might change my opinion, I still take Christian McCaffrey because he's the safest pick to me, right? He's the safest guy. Even if he regresses, he's still likely to be in the top two in the running backs. Saquon Barkley, is he going to catch the ball less? Uh, Kareem Hunt, I don't think he's going to really hurt Nick Chubb's value as much as the fantasy community says. But he could. That's a risk, right? Um, Dalvin Cook, look, I think he has every opportunity to be a monster. Could get injured. He's always injured, right? Who do you pick that's more durable and better? I don't see it. But if you're a dynasty player, I don't know if you're in any dynasty players, David. I love dynasty. If you're a dynasty player, I don't know if there's a better time to trade Christian McCaffrey. What do you think about that? I was actually about to lead right into that. Yeah. Um, I think you, you bring up a great point. The gap right now, the perceived gap, is probably a little bit bigger than the actual gap going mm -hmm. forward. Like we said, McCaffrey's coming off a 471-point fantasy. Uh, that's, that's just unheard of. And if you look back just the last year, Saquon Barkley was pretty much the consensus number one going forward, right? It mm -hmm. was not many people were arguing with that. So I think we're kind of letting that recency bias kind of mm -hmm. affect affect our perception of that gap a little bit. Um, you're still taking McCaffrey, number one. But if you can look into some sort of trade, right, where you can maybe swap McCaffrey for Barkley and pick up some sort of legitimate extra piece, I yeah. think that's definitely worth looking into, right? Because McCaffrey's value, it's it's probably only going to go down from here. Yeah. This is pro probably peak selling season for McCaffrey. You know who I'd look at? This is just, I mean, again, I'm just looking at kind of the, the par, and we'll get in par of points above replacement, fantasy par, and we'll look into that. But I, I've looked at the numbers, and, you know, we're going to still be tweaking as we get more data, as we start to see, if, you know, what people are doing, what teams are doing, what these new schemes are doing in, in the training camp. But, you know, I look at a guy, everybody's talking about Michael Thomas, right? And his, his par, by the way, is huge. I think he might even be the number one person in terms of par. Um, but um, I look at a guy like Tariq Hill right? So last year, and we'll probably do another episode on this because I think he's a really interesting player. I've been high on Hill for a couple of years. Um, you have Patrick Mahomes, but remember, Hill tweaked his hamstring before, I think it was a hamstring, but he, I think he tweaked his hamstring in the first game, missed a few weeks. By the time he comes back, I think he had one game 
Um, if I'm not mistaken, it was against Baltimore. He caught two touchdowns. Then Patrick Mahomes starts to get that ankle injury. Then he hurts his kneecap, and he comes back. So you have Hill, who was a productive player in spite of all this stuff, but he was not at full capacity last year because of the rotation between his injuries and then Patrick Mahomes' injuries. He could come back and explode. So if I'm a dynasty player and I could trade Christian McCaffrey for, um, you know, if that perceived gap like you're talking about, a guy like Tariq Hill at running uh, at wide receiver, and I have different opinions, I know, but... Could I trade McCaffrey for like a Tariq Hill and Dalvin Cook? I think that would be a compelling offer. Would if you were the owner? Um, well, what do you think about that trade? First of all, do you think that's that's decent value back from your point of view? Like um, if, if yes, you had McCaffrey, if you're getting Madison, you got to get Madison. I, yeah, anything anything with Dalvin Cook, it's got to be a, a package deal with Madison. Yeah, um, but I don't think that's bad offer at all. If anything, I might say. The Dalvin Cook and Terry Kilhot side might actually ask for McCaffrey and then a, a second piece. Right. Um, but if you're able to get Madison, I don't think that's a bad trade. Not at all. I agree. And one of the th- and that's that's a great point because I've been talking about um, uh, Minnesota. But if anybody's read my guide, um, you know, for the past couple of years, I was super high on Madison. Madison, I think, was actually my favorite in terms of talent because you know we we do the scouting right we do actually watch film and all this stuff my favorite running back coming out of the draft was Madison but he had Dalvin Cook in front of him and so my thinking with Gary Kubiak is Minnesota running back that's how I look at it now Dalvin Cook is obviously like the guy but I look at it like Minnesota running back if Dalvin Cook goes down Madison's going to be fantastic in this offense and I don't think that you know he might give you a little bit less in the receiving game obviously but I don't think you're missing a beat I think you're getting over 100 yards a game and a touchdown every game that Madison's playing if Cook is out so I agree with that if you're going to make that investment in Cook and if you're going to invest in him early in the draft look his injury history speaks for itself you got to get Madison Um, and I would say the same is true with Chubb too Um, you know I'm high on Chubb I've historically been high on Chubb because I like his running I think as a as a running back, physical talent, I don't know that if like if I was an NFL franchise, I don't know that I'd want anybody else other than Chubb. Um, you can make an argument for certainly for uh, Ezekiel Elliott. You can make the argument, I think, for Christian McCaffrey. Saquon is a little bit of a smaller body, so I don't know that I would go for him. So anyway, I'm saying like physical talent matters. Uh, yeah, I want to cut in real quick, too, if you don't mind, because you bring up something and... It is one selling point to make that swap. Like you mentioned, Ezekiel Elliott, Dalvin Cook, these Nick Chubb. These are guys with clear backups, right? Like you can right. go get Kareem Hunt. You can get Alexander Madison. You can get Tony Pollard. And then if one of these guys go down, you at least have insurance. If Christian McCaffrey goes down, are you rostering his backup? Prob- who is his backup? I, I, mean, I think at this I point it's Reggie Bonifon. Yeah. I mean, come on. Nobody's... <laughs> Nobody's rostering Reggie Bonifon unless yeah, you're in an extremely deep league. Yep. And if if you are, do you know what you're going to get out of him if McCaffrey goes down? That's yep. So I think that's one selling point to maybe try and make that swap to get another elite yeah. back who has a handcuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe see if you can get some other, uh, some other sort of wide receiver or other position as well. Yeah, you know, and that's again, you know, I'm just coming up with uh, you know different ideas as we talk about this. But that's an interesting one. Is the is the running back? I guess you can call it the handca- handcuff, but I would call it a running back stack. Um, you know, like I said, Minnesota to me, I love Alvin Cook's talent. I love Alexander Madison's talent. To me, it's 
it's Minnesota running back because you know if if Cook goes down, Madison's getting the carries. Um, another decent one, although I'm not as enamored with it, is New Orleans um, because I think Latavius Murray's underrated and he has been. Speaking of a Vikings, right, a former Viking, um, you know, Kamara has had recent injury history. I like Murray, dude. The dude runs. Dude runs hard. Um, he gets good yards at a good clip. Um, you know, there are these different guys, but then you look at another one, like let's look at Houston. Do you roster Duke Johnson at this point Whenever, when all the talk is about David Johnson being a three-down back and they basically traded DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson? Like that dude better be on the field all the time if, they, if you trade David, or DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson. So that'll be an interesting one to talk about too. But yeah, I mean, dynasty-wise, like you said, man, I think you hit the nail on the head. Uh, Christian McCaffrey's value is never going to be higher. He might sustain it, might sustain it but it's never going to be higher and as a dynasty player you're basically looking at the at your players like stocks that's another thing kind of we do in the book is is what stock is on the rise what stock is stable um what's your volatility what, what are the penny stocks that could really vault this season and um you know i think you know like uh, christian mccaffrey is kind of like disney during the pandemic it's a it's a it's a bedrock stock but it's it, it's likely to come down, and it's still going to be valuable. But it's likely to come down a little bit. So very interesting. So um, I think we could probably call it there. Once again, um, um, fantasy football almanac and draft guide. Check it out. It, it, we approach this thing different from anybody, any other publication. I read all the publications. We do it different, and we do that on purpose too. So it's analytically driven. I watch over a thousand hours of football every single year. That's every game plus some because uh, I go back and rewatch some stuff. I do all that. So we go deeper on sleepers deeper on risk players, uh, deeper on offensive uh, scheme, basically uh, scouting as well, so we know where the opportunity is. Click the link below for more information. It's on Amazon. You can buy it from there. Uh, David, uh, Guru Fantasy World, what's the uh, the full website there for anybody who wants to check it out? Uh, full website is gurufantasyworld.blogspot.com. Basically like your regular fantasy website, except I'm also trying to create world's largest free encyclopedia of strategies. Awesome. So we have a lot of, a lot of strategy pieces on there, help you kind of figure out ins and out of the game and we also got bad takes on players too so <laughs> that sounds good and um i'll have a link for uh for that as well on the bottom so check that out check david out he's awesome uh what's your twitter by the way what's your twitter twitter handle for the crowd? it's uh at guru fantasy world with no o in world so w-r-l-d yep gotta run out you run out of space sometimes in the uh in the twitter yeah i was going hey it works though because I'm, I'm playing on that juice world <laughs> yeah, so you i'm like oh that that kind of fits a little bit you know yep all right, well, we'll be back with another episode probably about Saquon Barkley um, and these next kind of little micro-burst episodes. Hope you enjoyed it. Christian McCaffrey, still probably our consensus number one, at least on this podcast. But uh, if you're in a dynasty or a deeper keeper league, uh, you know, I, I think now is the time where you can think or explore about trading him. But if you keep him, hey, no argument there, right? Uh, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. And you better get something really, really, really good back that you love if you trade him because he is a monster. There's no denying that. Hey, everybody. So uh, thanks for listening to this first episode of the Fantasy Football On That Show. Uh, if you could do a couple things for us, one, subscribe, two, give us a five-star uh, review, and three, if you could comment. Those three things will really help launch this show right. Uh, we could definitely use your help, use your support. So, uh, you know, we're we're pleading to our, to our fans out there. If you could do those three things, it'll take about 10 seconds of your time at the most. Uh, okay, maybe 30. And then uh, and it'll help launch this podcast so we can keep it going strong for everybody year long, not just during the season, but all year long, everybody. Hey, go out, everybody. Uh, make those fantasy football picks. Dominate your draft. And let's get something special going here on this show. We'll catch you next week.